Welcome to the For Her Empire podcast. I'm your host, Abby Moucher. And in this podcast, we address the personal and the business issues that female entrepreneurs face in their day-to-day lives. So my guest today is Alessandra Polina. Hi, Alessandra. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So Alessandra is the founder of a PR agency. And today's topic, today's podcast topic is how to use PR to grow your business. But first, let's let, let learn a bit more about you. Hi. <laughs> Hi, sure. Yeah. Um, what do you want to know? How I, how I kind of like my background? In, uh, yeah, I guess. Just, just like, I guess, introduce yourself as you want. <laughs> well, yeah. So my name is Alessandra. I started a PR company about um, eight years ago, which sounds crazy to say. I think it's eight years this summer. I, I should do my math. It might be not. Is it nine years this summer? And I've been saying eight years. I think it's going to be eight years this summer, like in the next couple of weeks, actually, now that I think about it, would be like what I kind of launched, which is just unreal. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing PR for a long time, um, since before that even. And um, I've worked with all different types of businesses, different types of brands, Um Female entrepreneurs specifically kind of have my heart. And um, yeah, I love to just help grow and build their businesses through PR, through helping get it in front of the people who need it, basically. I think that's one of the really big struggles that people have with business, right? Is how do I let people know I'm here? How do I get in front of the right audiences? That's like one of the main things people struggle with. And a lot of times people don't realize how much PR can help with that. So that is where I come in. That is what I love to do. Just like help get you in front of way more people so that people will know you exist and that they can use you, you know, that they need your product or your service. So that's, that's what I find fun and also very useful for businesses. Ooh. Okay. Um, a silly question coming up. Um, so what's the difference between like um, advertising, marketing, and PR? That's not a silly question <laughs> at all. People always ask that. A lot of people don't understand the difference. Um, so, so basically, okay, so the, the easiest one to kind of differentiate is advertising. Advertising is when you pay for an ad, basically. So that's kind of very different. Like you have an ad budget, you actually pay to get your advertisement put somewhere, you know, whether it's on a TV, you know, TV ad or a magazine ad or newspaper ad, you've paid to create some kind of creative, you know, whatever it looks like or sounds like, however you want it, and you pay to have it put somewhere. That's kind of a little more different from all the other like marketing and PR side of things than like, Mm -hmm. so PR, I kind of, I like to say PR is, um, is a part of your marketing strategy. So PR kind of falls under marketing. I think sometimes people will tell you they're two separate things. Um, but especially in this day and age with just the different ways that things are changing, there's a lot of ways to kind of create your own content, create your own marketing content. Um, pay for sponsored posts, influencer collaborations, like all of these things that like Mm -hmm. made things feel a little bit more separate before now make things feel a lot more similar. The main difference between marketing and PR is marketing is, you know, direct marketing. Your it's, you know, your email list, your social media, your, um, 
you know, anything that you're putting out there with your own marketing is, you know, maybe on your website, wherever you're putting something out, it's things that you're putting out basically to your own lists, right? It's to people who are already know who you are, or for some reason, following you or seeing you somewhere. Um, whereas PR is more about getting you in front of people who don't already know you. They're not already on your, you know, aware of you or part of your audience. PR, I usually say is, um, well, when I'm, when I talk about PR and what I do, it's mainly specializing in the media relations side of things. So usually when people like as a company, if you say like, you can hire a PR agency, it's to get yourself in the news in some way, like be featured in publications. So it's more about that relationship with the media to actually basically be pitching the media stories about your business. So telling them what you're doing, you know, whether you have a product or a service, whatever you are offering to people and why there's like a story around that, that should be told in, you know, on their platform, whether it's a website, a blog, a magazine, TV. Um, and you kind of go through, you go through a gatekeeper. So you're pitching someone, you're pitching the reporter, the writer, the yeah. producer to get them to want to do a story. And then, you know, as a, PR person, I'll help them create the story, help them get everything they need in order to make that story. But I'm not writing that story myself. We don't really have a say in what the final product is the way you do with like your advertising or your other forms of marketing where you're kind of creating what you want and putting it out there. This is more working with a third party, a gatekeeper, as they say, Mm -hmm. who is going to put something together and it's considered earned media. And the reason it's really valuable is because it's coming from someone else. So, you know, the people who are going to read that magazine or that website, they read that because they trust that magazine or that website. They like to get content from that publication and they're going to, they kind of have, so, you know, the no like and trust factor that we talk about a lot in marketing they already have that with that publication. So they've maybe never heard of you before. They have no idea who you are, what your business is, and they wouldn't necessarily know, like, or trust you, but they already know, like, and trust that publication. So they're going to kind of, you know, take something that they see there or hear there a little bit more seriously. It's almost like hearing about it from a friend. I I say it's kind of like word of mouth, but like on steroids because they <laughs> really trust that publication. If they see a writer that, you know, someone, if, if you have a beauty product and, you know, you talk to a friend about a beauty product you love, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, let me go try that. Right. And then yeah. they're going to buy it. That's like ultimately what you want. But then the other thing you can have is if they read it in a magazine and there's this, you know, they follow this beauty um, you know, magazine or website, again, like it's, it doesn't always have to be like a print publication, but they, you know, they look somewhere for their recommendations, their, um, you know, news of what's new and what's coming out and they see something and it's your beauty products in there. They're going to be like, Oh, I always love everything. This writer, everything, this publication recommends, like, I'm going to try that. It's the same. It's, it's very similar to hearing it from a friend, but sometimes even, even stronger because like everyone knows that the publication probably hears about and tests and tries like yeah, yeah, tons yeah, yeah. of things, you know, more than your friend. Oh, can so it's, you sort of leveraging on the publication or on the reporters, um, call it street cred. <laughs> right, right. Because again, like even if somebody loves your brand already and they're getting your emails, right, and you send out your e- your monthly emails telling them about your new product, 
they're gonna, they know, like, obviously you're going to say your new product is amazing, right? Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> and that can be good if they already know and like your stuff, but it's not going to be as strong as hearing it from someone else because of course you're going to tell them that they should go buy your thing. So it's, yeah. it's a little bit stronger than some of that direct marketing, but it also all kind of ties really, to, really well together. It all goes hand in hand, but that's, yeah, I, that's kind of a long winded answer, but that's kind of the differences. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, it's like, I guess marketing is you sort of saying your products is the best. And I guess PR is someone saying your product is the best. And then um, exactly. advertising is you paying money. So someone says you're the best. <laughs> right. No, exactly. That's exactly true. Yay. And you can kind of see how like you, you know, people will trust different things if they know you're paying for yourself yeah. to say you're the best. They're going to, you know, oh, consider um, that. But then if they hear someone else saying it, and then if they hear you, like, it's, it's very different. Wait. Does that mean that for PR, you're not paying the reporter or the publication to feature your story? Correct. So like if you hire a PR person, you know, you know, people pay me as the PR person, but that's the only expense. We're not paying to get into anything. And that's where I say the lines blur a little bit because now all kinds of publications have like sponsored content and ways that they're, because they're trying to honestly bring in revenue a little bit differently because people, because publications are struggling, um, which I steer away from. A lot of PR companies will now help navigate those things um, and sometimes will help a company pay for sponsored posts. I would consider that advertising. I'm not saying I would never do it, but if I was doing it, it would be kind of as part of an advertising budget for my client because sometimes we will help navigate that stuff. I would never do that and call it PR, which Again, it's so blurry that some people do these days. But when someone hires me, I really take pride in only securing, only really going for earned media and making sure that we're not paying for anything that is coming out about them in that sense. Again, unless it's like a whole, a different kind of agreement where they want to do advertising spend. But, but now I can see how it will benefit you and your clients. So how is it benefiting the reporter or the magazine? Well, they're always looking for new content. Like they, they want to have quality content to put out there all the time. They need to stay on top of what's going on, what new, you know, whether it's new products or um, a store, you know, something relevant going on in the world, like whatever type of kind of story your brand wants to be telling. Um, there are always publications who are needing that information because they honestly don't have time to research and find all the new stuff, right? But they <laughs> putting that out. Would you say it's their job? Yeah, like do the research and find all this stuff, like. Shouldn't that be part of it? It is, but I mean, there's just so much, you know what I mean? Like there's so much out there. There's so much always happening within, you know, whatever their beat is, whatever their kind of uh, topic is that they write about. There's just so much. So they need to get information. I mean, of course they do their own research as well, but I think it's really helpful if you can provide them as a PR person or as a business owner or somebody who has something interesting to be getting out there. If you can provide them information that will help them write a great story, oh, okay, okay, that's okay. useful to them. 
they need that and they want to be, because they want to be putting out the best information, the best stories that they can. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of times you don't, you know, get a response from them if you pitch some, a certain story because it's not relevant to what they're working uh, on or they don't need that information. I mean, they do a lot of times get a lot of different pitches from, <laughs> from different businesses. So they're getting a lot of information, but on the other hand, they need that because they need to be able to then sift through and to figure out what is going to make a good story for them to write. So sometimes it might feel like too much <laughs> for them, I think. But on the other hand, I think they'd rather have it than not, you know, because then they won't know what they're not even knowing about that they could be writing a story about. Well, plus, by pitching them, you're actually giving them, like, content ideas anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think one of the great things about you know, when it comes to trying to build a relationship with reporters and writers, um, because you do want them to then cover, you know, cover something that you have going on that you want them to write about. Um, part of that is being a resource. So like sometimes we'll send them something that's not related to a client, you know, of ours, because we know it's something that's new and interesting and in, lo- in line with the types of things they write about. Okay. And it's just kind of like being there as a resource for them. If, there's, you know, or sometimes they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm working on a story about this or, you know, a roundup about this type of product or, or topic. Do you have, do you know of anything? And, and, you know, they'll reach out to us because we have a relationship with them. They know we work with various clients in, you know, certain industries. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't have anything specifically relevant for one of our clients, like we'll try to get back to them with something, you know, something that either we know of, you know, or something local that's been going on around us that's not a client, but we think it kind of fits in. Yeah. So it's just about helping them get the information that they could use for a story that they are working on, just to, again, be kind of like a resource to them, be a helpful relationship. So that then when we do have something that we want to pitch them, you know, hopefully they'll be more receptive to it and, and just kind of remember, you know, that we're here and we're helpful. Something you you said just just um, hit me. Um, you said you reach out to them with like um, local um, events going on around you, even if it's not related to your clients. So um, does that mean PR is is mostly um, localized? Mostly for how the hell do I phrase this? For a specific location? No. Um, I mean, it depends, right? Okay. So depending on what kind of brand it is, you know, sometimes we'll work with a very local business and they don't really have a desire to go beyond that, right? Because all of their clients or customers are going to come from their local city and then we'll focus really um, on that. But for the most part, there's always like, well, often there are ways to go beyond that. Um, Even if it's a local business, there are usually kind of at least like national opportunities that could make sense for them. So maybe, maybe it's a brick and mortar, like local business and they're not going to get customers walking in from, you know, somewhere across the country, but they could get known for the ways that they run their business. They could get known for different, different things that um, maybe be quoted as an expert in this certain field um, in a kind of a more national piece which again, it's not necessarily going to get clients to come from across the country, but it just helps yeah. elevate their status. It helps let, have them be known as an expert. So that then when local people are doing research into, you know, should they go here or there, 
and they see something come up on Google maybe about, you know, the person who owns this place being featured in media that's, you know, a national well-known publication. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like they definitely know what they're talking about. They're an yeah. expert. They, you know, people, people come to them for tips and tricks on what, you know, whatever this is, then, you know, that really helps kind of, it's that expert status um, that, which is really one of those things we usually want to help elevate because it just, it just helps with all the, all the brand building, anything that goes into that. Okay, okay. Um, so like now you're the PR aspect. I am not. Uh, most people listening to this probably not. So like, I guess PR one or one. How exactly would like a complete like newbie in PR create a PR strategy? Well, it depends what you want to do. Okay. Um, so a lot of times when people are brand new and just getting started, um, it kind of can be kind of just that expert. Um, stat, like, as I said, like, you just kind of want to get yourself out there, get your name well known. Um, and it can be a little bit more of that than like any, any other larger kind of strategy. So, which is, I think, perfectly fine and a good thing. Um, so if you want to get well known, think of, you have to have a main, a couple main things that you want to be known for. Um, and those are things you have to kind of figure out yourself. Like, what are you trying to <laughs> I was you with some ideas. <laughs> well, it depends what your business is and what you're looking for, right? So I think a good place to start, if what I would say is start with what your other marketing plans are for the year or for the quarter or for the month. Like, what are you trying to get out there to the people that you're already marketing to? And then use that to try to expand upon that for your media. So are you, um, you know, think about the topics that you would be putting out there on your email to your email list or to, um, on your social media, what do you want to be known for? What are you offering people and pick like one of those things and start pitching that. So think about what publications would make sense um, and what writers would make sense. And you can kind of look at it from both sides. So if you have publications that you already know that your audience reads or looks to or trusts, then start there, you know, and look for people who are writing about things that are kind of relevant to your main topic. So do you want to give me an example? Like what? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do an example right now. So let's say, um, Maria, um, has a bakery as bakery. Yeah. I guess she, she bakes like pastries or something. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. And so, um, okay, let's look, kind of look alike. Okay. So let's say Maria runs a food blog and she has courses, um, with baking recipes. Okay. And she wants to get the word out on her, I don't know, let's see, uh, what's so hip right now, um, on how her pastries can help someone lose weight, I guess. <laughs> hmm. That's it. So that would be a very unique topic. <laughs> <laughs> that you'd have something you could work with because people would be interested in pastries that can help you lose weight. <laughs> so I would say so that, so yeah, hone in on that kind of main topic. Again, it's not that you can't promote multiple things throughout the year or, you know, different types of publications. You absolutely can. But I think for people who are just getting started, focusing in on kind of like one or two main topics is really good because you want somebody to get to know you. You want people to get to know you for one thing. 
just because if you are putting out there four or five things, people don't really know what to kind of focus in on and what okay, to okay. think of you as, you know, like if you think of any of the main like big brands that you follow and think are cool, like there's kind of like one thing you really know them for one or two things. It's like, Oh yeah, that's the store for this. Right. Yes. Or that's, you know, they do this really well. And so you kind of want that. You don't want to, you know, and that's one thing I run into people a lot. They'll be like, Oh, I have a food blog and I make pastries. And I also, you know, do this and this and this. Uh-huh. And I also want to teach people how to start a food blog. And I also want to teach people, you know, how to make pastries. And I also want to sell the pastries out of the yeah, house. Yeah. Okay. I guess and that gets so much. many things that then, you know, even if you get an article, you know, if you, if you get featured in some, in some kind of media, for each of those things. I mean, that's kind of a poor example because that's really all focused on baking and like that is, you know, (laughs) but I think you see what I mean. Like if you get like one thing featured on each of these, you know, five different things that you love and do, it's confusing for people because they're like, wait, is she the person I go to for food? Like I thought I was looking her up because I saw her in an article about how to start a food blog, but really I'm only finding information on like where to buy her cakes. And like that just is a little confusing for people because you have to keep in mind that people are going to see maybe one thing about you and then they're going to look to your other channels to find out more information and if if it doesn't all kind of make sense to them at first glance most of the time they're really like you're like a jack of all trades where you're not quite good at anything right or yeah or they're just not going to have like an immediate action to take based on what they see when they first, when they first look there. So then it's just, it's just not as concise and clear as it needs to really be to get somebody to want to take action. So I would say she should focus on, you know, one of those things, like how pastries can make you lose weight and (laughs) um, publications that talk about, you know, honestly, there's a lot of options there. There's the obvious ones, right? Like food related things, weight related fitness, health kind of yes. website. Ooh, a lot of options. Yeah. But then you can also go like the female entrepreneur option. Ooh. Like there are way, things about that. Maybe something is local to her city or region on like business people in that area. So there's a lot of different like angles that you can kind of go with it with still keeping on kind of that main topic. And then she needs to kind of pitch that story. So here's how, here are, you know, may, and maybe break it down to be kind of somewhat simple, you know, as simple as possible. Okay. Here are the three ways that this helps you lose weight or whatever, you know, whatever that would make sense for that story. <laughs> oh, like oh, oh, so she's not um, selling her business. She's selling like the solution or the story, which is the weight loss. Yeah. She should really focus on one oh. story. That comes okay. from that, I think. I mean, there are certain it's certain situations where kind of pitching her business as a story could could work, but that you know, in a business focused publication or some kind of publication that has like a, okay, okay, okay. a spotlight on or a career profile or something on a business okay. owner, that could, I get it. But no. even still, you want to have kind of like that hook. She needs to have like that angle of why are they going to want to do a story on her? Because there are a lot of people who have a bakery there are a lot of bakeries there are a lot of people who bake there are a lot of people who want to stand out that angle of here's what she does that's really different yeah and pitch that as the main hook for the story and then yeah they might even want to do just a 
a career profile on her business or, or okay. I mean, on herself as a business owner or a business, you know, spotlight on if, if she's just launching this business. Um, but honestly, most publications, and again, I'm hesitant to even use the word most because of course there are instances, but most publications, and this is a, a something though that I see people run into a lot. They don't want to just, they're not just going to write about your business, just write about your business. There has to be a story there unless it's the launch of a business and it's the type of publication that, yeah. you know, which again, that would be local or very industry specific that would write about the launch of a business. So she's just launching this bakery. Then maybe they would do something on like, here's this bakery. Okay. Otherwise they really need a story. That's going to be yeah. interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I've got it now. Plus, even for the readers, just reading about your business might not be the most fascinating thing anyway. Yeah. Right, because a lot of businesses are similar. Like, the, if, unless you, most people don't have an extremely unique business. And again, I hesitate to say that because I always tell people there's almost always a way you can use PR in your business. Your business is different than every other business because you are different than every other person. So yeah. anything you're offering is different than the way anybody else would be offering it. So you always have that unique kind of selling point. But when it comes to the person that you're pitching for this article, they're not necessarily going to see all of that. in the yeah, pitch. Like, uh, I know of 20 bakeries down the block from me. Like, why would I write about this? Yes, yes. That's what you always need to be thinking about. Okay. Okay. So, um, how exactly does one, um, write a pitch to a journalist? First question, where would you actually find this journalist in the first place? Well, so that's where, well, that's where I, so if you have publications that you know that your audience look to and read, and it might be things that you look to and read or, um, or that you've done some kind of like market research into who your audience Mm -hmm. is and what they like, then honestly, just look at those just read them more, you know, see and see okay. who's reading the pieces that make the most sense for okay. you and your business. Um, most like, so print magazines, they'll list the writers. Um, most publications, like including websites, will have a page with like all the, the masthead, they call it, all the people who write for the publication and okay. often contact information is on there too. A lot of publications use a lot of freelance writers, though, and they might not be listed. But again, they'll always be listed on the actual article. So you can see who that is. Sometimes it's a clickable link to, you know, a little profile on them or more information. And if it's not, copy and paste it into Google and see who it is. Let's talk it. If they're a freelance, it's, yeah, you got to just kind of stalk people as much as you can to find their information. Yeah. They usually have their own website or have information on um, their social media pages, things like that. So yeah, do that research. Um, I actually have a, I have a document on my website that's like a free download of like how oh, okay. to find it. Really oh, okay. <laughs> tricks on how to do the right stocking to find the information you need because that is something that can be a little bit tricky sometimes I mean there are also there are databases that like you can but they're expensive like you like PR agencies usually have these databases where you can look up a publication and it shoots out every email address but for the general entrepreneur or small business owner you don't necessarily have access to that it's a lot of kind of like sleuthing around okay to see where you can find that information. Oh. But yeah, it's just Googling around. Um, go to a bookstore and, and look through the magazines if you if you want to do print publications or just Google. 
Also, you can often see like where if you do have similar businesses to yours, either competitors or people that you consider peers, look up where they've been featured. A lot of times people will put it on their website or at least share it on social media as it comes out. And you can see what kind of publications have featured them. And sometimes there will be either the same publication you think might also work for you or it might, you know, get ideas going on similar types of things. And those can be good places to look. Okay, so uh, now that now that we sort of have a good idea of where to find these publications and the reporters, I'm going to assume that like just pop in send an email that says hi, my name is blah 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 blah. Unless it's Maria as an example. Hi, my name is Maria. Uh, I have I what does Maria do? Well, I'm a baker and I I run a food blog. I teach people how to bake. Um, would you like to cover my story, a story on how my pastries can help you lose weight? That's the email. Well, I mean, it's so again, it depends. It depends on the publication and the writer. So you have to have a sense of like what types of stories they do usually write. Do they, you know, are they a product roundup type of person? Are they um, breaking news? Are they features? Are they a- interview Q&A type of stories? Okay. So, so that depends. research involved. <laughs> There's a lot of research involved. There's a lot of, yes, it's like mostly research (laughs) in order to get this stuff figured out. But I mean, that being said, like when you've looked through the different publications to see where you want to pitch, you're going to have a sense of what types of stories the different people write. So you'll have a pretty good idea going into it, like what type of story you want to pitch to each person. And, um, there will be like some, you know, every every pitch should be pretty tailored to the writer and the publication, but there are definitely like some pieces of it, you know, you can have like the bulk of the pitch that will be applicable for multiple writers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's like your main story that you're trying to go with is this pastry that helps you help lose weight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the main thing to keep in mind is why will people want to read about this? What are the readers going to get out of it? Because that's what the writer wants to know. And that's why they're going to want to write this story. So that's going to be kind of similar for a lot of different readers, maybe. Um, And you want to keep it short and sweet. And really, really, it's not about here's I like, would you be interested in writing a story about my business? It's I discovered this, you know, amazing pastry that helps you lose weight. People have been really loving it because who doesn't want to lose weight when they're, you know, treats. And here are kind of like, you know, you can put like three bullet points maybe as to what the main interesting features of this are and why people would care. And then that can kind of be like the bulk of what that pitch would be. So it's, again, keeping in mind the main features of what it is, like why it's great and what makes it different from any other thing that's out there. So, I mean, that sounds very unique, but like if there were, you know, if you have a bakery that's maybe a little less unique, like it's not actually helping you lose weight. Like what makes your bakery different in this oh, case? Okay. It is lose weight. What makes you different from any other bakery? What can you offer that like another person who's maybe pitching this also owns a bakery and is pitching a similar story wouldn't be able to offer. So why you, um, and why your business? And then what are the readers going to be getting out of it? And all this, all this in the same one email. I'm, I'm gonna keep it yeah, short well, at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's see. You're gonna keep all of that short. <laughs> I know. It's it, that's that's what can be tricky. And then of course, let them know how they can reach you to get in touch for more information. Yeah. And you know, be available to talk to them more because hopefully they're gonna want to reach out for more details because 
they want to write a story about it. And then you have to be able to give them more details because you don't want to bog them down with everything in the pitch because they might not read it all. Okay. Uh, now, two questions. So the first one is, let's say, I've, uh, let's say Maria has written this pitch to uh, a reporter who writes about weight loss. Let's go with that. And the reporter did not get back to her. Does she like nurse the reporter like, email 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 you do have to check in a lot of the time um yeah so you can check in a lot of things say um to check in one time like within the first week or so because they might read it and have to either check in with their editor or you know figure out if there's space for it um coming up and then sometimes they might forget they might not have opened the email even (laughs) um or they might have looked at it and then kind of forgotten or just need to think about it more and then it falls off their radar. Okay. So checking in for sure can be really helpful. A lot of times people will get back to you after the first, you know, after you've checked in, like not after the first email, but after the follow-up. Okay. Um, you don't want to do it too many times because you do want to... <laughs> Very annoying, clingy. Yeah, you don't want to just kind of like never let them relax. You know, because sometimes, sometimes they just don't get back to you and it can be really frustrating. You're like, well, if you just you know, email me back and said you aren't interested, then I'll stop yeah, checking just, in. Just, but a lot of times they won't. Oh, I don't yeah. know. A lot of times they just don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check in once or twice and then kind of let it go. And that doesn't mean you have to like, <laughs> contact them again. If, they're, if you really did your research and they're a great writer for you, you should have a reason to reach back out to them again in the future. So maybe a couple months from now. Okay story angle and maybe that's going to be interesting for them okay so, okay like so it's not kind of like following up on the same exact pitch but it's when you have something else you can always reach out to them again because even if they say no it's it's not no I hate you I'm never going to feature you in anything I do it's just like no I don't have a either I don't <laughs> like that idea or it's not relevant to uh, me or my position or I don't have space for it right now and you know it doesn't unless they actually say like never contact me again but I've never had somebody do that Oh. Um, so are there, um, are there like, um, I don't know if this is offensive to, pay, to reporters right now, are there like templates for pitching? Yeah. <laughs> I just I like filling the slots. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there is like kind of a basic template um, for a pitch. And again, it has to be kind of, kind of tailored towards the different person, publication, pitch, but yeah. Um, Maybe I can I can share with you a link that you can share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, you mentioned two links now. I can put it in the description below. Yeah, I have a lot of resources on my website yeah. because, again, a lot of this stuff is kind of, like, similar for, you know, it's the same things that everyone's having to deal with when they're when they're doing this for their business. So, okay. yeah, I have a lot of resources on there where I can now just be like, yeah, do it like this, do it like this, <laughs> look for this. Please send me the links up. I'll put it in the description. Although I'm also going to put your website, your your website link, um, on in the sure. description and in the video as well. Perfect. So, um, how exactly did you get into PR in the first place? Like, did you like stay angle PR? The heaven has spoken. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, I so I I did study it in college. I applied for the school of communications, um, like generally, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And like the communications fields, you know, I knew I would enjoy doing something yeah. there. And that within that I took, um, 
like the intro to pair of classes and kind of just enjoyed it the most. Oh. I knew I didn't want to do advertising. So I didn't want to feel like I was just like, selling people yes, yes. things all the time. Um, I didn't really want to do writing. I found, I thought journalism was interesting, but at the time it was like, everyone was like journalism's dead. Newspapers aren't going to exist. Like, that's not Yo. good. So I was like, that's hey, breaking. Not <laughs> I know. Well, luckily I don't, I mean, it's not true. It hasn't really happened that way, but, but when I was in it college, I was like the thing that everyone was saying. Oh. So I started getting into, um, like all the PR classes. And after my first year, I started doing internships at some local agencies and just started gaining experience that way. And I did really like it. I liked that, you know, you're, you're not really selling something in the same way. You're, you're connecting people with information that they want. You're helping get information out about businesses and organizations and brands in a way that's helping to share that information so that the right people can learn about it. And, and if they, you know, they can get to know that brand. And then, you know, if they want to become a customer, get more involved or whatever it is, they can, because they have that information. It's more about connecting people, I think, with the information that helps the brand and the potential consumer or, you know, whatever it is, doesn't have to be a consumer brand, but that's what mostly appealed to me about it. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> have you had any like, negative stories, any negative experience with, with PR with a, with, a, with a client or with a journalist or reporter? Like, tell us the juicy stories. Oh, I mean, not really. I think uh, I don't have anything like juicy like that. The most negative thing is that people like just won't get back to you, or they'll be like, you know, sometimes if you haven't done your research, great. And this has happened to me. Um, because it's impossible to know everything that somebody's written, you know? So there are, have been times where somebody can be kind of rude about like, well, I just covered a similar story. And you're like, oh gosh, it's like the, somehow the one thing you didn't click on, you know, when you're researching yeah. that writer. Um, and I've had them be a little bit rude about that. Um, but I can only think of like one time that that happened. And like, if that's life, that's what it is. It's like, you can do all the research in the world and that's still going to happen sometimes that, that, you know, you maybe missed the fact that they did a really similar story. And honestly, I think that means you did pretty good research because you'll know that it's something that they're interested in. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was right up their alley. Um, but no, I haven't had anything like that juicy <laughs> for, ah, for, some for, a, for with a pitch. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Because you've you started been doing, um, you've had agency for say eight eight years. Um, so in these eight years, have, have there been any um, misconceptions that maybe your clients come to you with, or what you've seen in the in the general public about PR? Well, I think I mean as I said, a lot of people do kind of reach out thinking it means that we're going to like pay for articles or write articles. Um, and that's just not the case. And I, I try to be really clear with people before that and make sure they like get what PR is and are educated in it beforehand so that it doesn't become an issue. But um, I have had people who are like, oh, like I thought the story was going to be like this or, you know, I thought we were going to do this. And it's like, well, you know, we pitch the story and we provide the right information. We provide all the details and, and hopefully connect you for an interview. But that doesn't always happen. Sometimes we'll do a story without ever having talked to the, mm-hmm. the business owner. Um, but once you kind of provide all the information you can, you don't have say on what the final story is going to be. So you, 
again, you have to make sure that you provide them the right information and that you pitch them the right angle. But sometimes they will want to kind of go with a different angle once they start looking into it. And the client will be like, oh, why is the story like this? Yeah, why is it this way? I must see this coming. (laughs) Yeah, so that I would say that could be the only like potential negative thing is that you don't have full say over it. And, you know, the client could be upset with, the way the story ends up coming out. And that's also just kind of part of it. But again, if you've done your job well and you've pitched the right things and provided the right information and, and have the right relationship with the writer, then hopefully that doesn't happen. If it does happen, can you like nudge the reporter to like edit this out, delete this part out? Can you do that? Want the story once it's published. Ah. I mean, you can be correct, then yes. Like if they've actually published a wrong fact or something like that, then you can ask for a for it to fix it. But usually they won't change something because they think they've written they've written the story they want to write, and you can't necessarily change that. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying that if you, if you write uh, an angle I'm not 100% comfortable with, it just remains there forever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but wow. again, you just have to make sure it's going to be as good as possible. Okay, so um, you you run a PR agency, and so if anyone is listening to this, and you know, they they feel like um, you know, I I need some PR for myself for my business. How can they work with you? Um, well, they can get in touch with me, and usually we'll just kind of talk to somebody, see what their business is about, what they're trying to promote. Um, and we work with people on a monthly basis. So we'll set up, you know, a relationship for like three or six months or a year. Um, and it's like a monthly retainer. So it's a set fee. They know exactly what to expect every month. And we pitch them, you know, whatever we've talked about, you know, whatever we're trying to do, we just kind of work until we get the results that, um, that we've kind of set as our goals and pitch them every month to, to reach those. And that's kind of like how we work with them. Uh, um, like how would I get this, like your website? Oh, how yeah. can I find you online? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm supposed to sell myself here. So yeah, polinapr.com. People can find us. P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R.com. Find contact info there. Give me a call, send an email. My email is also Alessandra at polinapr.com, which you can find right on the website. So yeah, they can reach out. Um, also can always find us on Instagram, which is at PolinaPR. So all kinds right of ways find us reach out and set up that first conversation mm. oh, and also you had before we start recording you had mentioned your podcast for millennial for millennial female entrepreneurs right yeah so i have a podcast called the female millennial entrepreneur podcast and that's where i help tell the story of other female millennial entrepreneurs and their businesses um it started because i have a group i started a group locally where we get together kind of for coffee meetups, events, whatever. Um, And I wanted to be able to share that kind of friendship and camaraderie with other female entrepreneurs with more people. So I started the podcast so we could have people on talk about their journeys and what they do and their businesses and help share their stories with more people. You can find that everywhere. Yeah, that's (laughs) And you can find the podcast. The podcast is at Female Millennial Entrepreneurs. On at, Instagram, you can find uh, it anywhere. You can podcast. Female millennial entrepreneur. Female. Yes. This one. Yes. Ah, okay. that is it. Found it. 
people can also find that right now. There's a link on my website also for the podcast. So people can either type in comments or things they want to oh, talk about. Oh, um, I'm not hearing you clearly. Sorry. Suggest a guest. Oh, sorry, can you say that again? My, my internet just got a bit shaky. Can you repeat that again? Oh, do you hear me now? Yeah, can you hear uh, Yeah, so for the podcast, there's also a page. There's a page on the website uh, at PolineNPR.com um, for podcasts or if, they want to, or if they want to suggest just like a topic for an episode. Okay, all right. Uh, is there any question I should have asked that I've not asked and you want to talk about? <laughs> if anyone has questions, they can um, get in touch with me. Okay. I'm All always right. happy to talk to people. Okay. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. This was fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.